On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to The Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Friday, December the 3rd. Ian Cameron uh, with you. I might be flying solo today. We might have Andrew and Jimmy with us. Jimmy's in transit today. Uh, going down to uh, uh, cover the uh, Boston Bruins uh, as they get uh, set to uh, uh, take uh, advantage of uh, or get ready for their next game. He's doing some work with that. Uh, Andrew might be along momentarily, but he's had car issues. And, of course, uh, Alex will be back with us over the weekend. So we might have someone with me. If not, it'll just be me and you and I uh, flying solo and going through this Friday NHL card. Before we get into Friday's card, let us look back on Thursday uh, in the NHL, uh, what we saw uh, yeah, for those, thank you, Chris. I'm glad you noticed that. For those of you watching on YouTube, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you won't see it. But if you're watching on YouTube, there you go. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. We got the Christmas tree uh, in the background right here. A uh, little Christmas spirit here. It is December 3rd, after all. We are in the month of Christmas. So uh, let's put a little Christmas uh, decoration there uh, in the uh, backdrop. And uh, hopefully people like that. But uh, you know what I liked was uh, the results last night from a betting standpoint. It was a pretty solid night overall. It wasn't the 8-1 and one night that we had uh, earlier this week. But still, a lot of winners on the board for me last night. Uh, in NHL action, we had Tampa in regulation. We had Tampa team total over. We had the full game over against St. Louis. That came through. Uh, we lost the over in the Ottawa-Carolina game and the Carolina uh, combo bet. Uh, shocking victory for Ottawa. Uh, and give them credit. And that's the NHL for you guys. Really, anything can happen night to night, game to game. Right? We see the Ottawa Senators get absolutely trampled by uh, a struggling Vancouver Canucks team uh, the night before, 6-2. Uh, to two. Uh, and then what ends up happening last night, uh, Ottawa plays out of nowhere, uh, their best defensive game in a very long time. They got some decent goaltending from Anton Forsberg, and they pulled a mammoth upset last night uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. So credit to Ottawa, though. That was a gut check type of game. DJ Smith was saying, we're going to find out what our team's about. We're, we're struggling right now. We're coming into Carolina on 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, you know, let's see what we can do here on a back-to-back. And, you know, they nutted up, if you will, the Ottawa Senators and got a really nice win last night in that game against uh, Carolina. We'll see now if they can put a few wins together because uh, that snapped a long losing streak. Uh, the New York Islanders denied their first win at UBS Arena. They lose 2-1 to one, uh, to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, 4-3 shootout win. Credit to them. Uh, for a solid uh, road game against the Washington Capitals, getting the victory there against a Washington team that certainly you would think was going to come out full bore last night after blowing the game against Florida earlier this week. But give uh, Chicago a lot, a lot of credit for a solid victory for them uh, in that uh, game last night against the Capitals. 
Boston shutting out Nashville 2-0. And Jake DeBrusque under a lot of scrutiny right now with his trade demands, with his struggles, the fact that going into last night, he probably wouldn't have been in the lineup if not for the uh, COVID-19 issues that the Bruins and their AHL farm team Providence were dealing with. They probably would have looked to put someone else in his spot uh, in the lineup, but their hands were tied uh, because of the COVID situation uh, going on with Boston right now. Uh, and uh, Jake DeBrusque steps up and scores one of the two goals last night for Boston. As Jimmy said on Twitter, enhancing his trade value uh, last night uh, and a nice 2-0. Good, solid road game from the Boston Bruins. Jeremy Swayman, uh, very good in between the pipes for the uh, Bruins last night, and they get the uh, 2-0 victory uh, over the uh, Nashville Predators. 42 shots, 42 saves for Swayman. So it was a really good night for him in net. Dallas, 3-2 over Columbus. Uh, split there, I had Dallas in regulation, but I also had the team total over three and a half, which just fell short. But Dallas gets the victory, and they keep on rolling. Uh, the Dallas Stars playing their best hockey uh, of the season right now. Uh, Jason Robertson, who we know is very offensively capable for this team with a two-goal effort uh, in the victory last night over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, 5-2 winners over New Jersey. Man, this team's just filling up the net right now. Uh, just scoring goals in bunches. It happened again last night. Uh, Ryan Hartman, we've talked about from a goal-scoring prop standpoint in recent games. He scores a goal last night again for Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov uh, cashes in as well. Uh, a goal to get the uh, scoring started last night for the Minnesota Wild. So very impressive effort overall. Uh, and look, solid game in net from uh, Kapokakinen as well for the uh, Minnesota Wild in the victory 5-2. We get a best bet winner for me yesterday with the over uh, in this New Jersey-Minnesota game. And Calgary, 3-2 win over the Kings. The Road Warrior uh, Calgary Flames that have been just terrific this season uh, on the road away from home. And it continued uh, on fr uh, Thursday night, 10-4 and four now uh, on the road this season for the uh, Calgary Flames. So uh, it just uh, continues to be a team that plays their best hockey. And Andrew Mangiapane, we've got to talk about him because he obviously scored one of the goals all but one of his goals this year have been on the road. So I don't know what it is about traveling. He gets better food. Maybe he likes staying in hotels rather than sleeping in his own house. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> Andrew Mangiapane has done most of his offensive damage on the road this year for the Calgary Flames. And uh, he scores again last night in the victory over the LA Kings. So uh, keep an eye on that. This guy's a goal-scoring dynamo on the road. And of course, Calgary is on the road again tonight. One of the games we'll talk about as they take on the Anaheim Ducks on the second of back-to-back -back games. Uh, Melissa, right on the money in the chat in terms of talking about the Minnesota overs. That's now 10-1 and one, uh, to the over uh, for Minnesota on home ice this year. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, that's always my mentality. When you find these trends and these streaks that keep on cashing, game in and game out, you just keep riding them at this point in time until they stop cashing for you. Uh, hopefully we don't stop cashing tonight. Uh, on the NHL card because it's been a nice week. Uh, let's see if we can keep it going here tonight. Let's start with the San Jose Sharks taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, the Rangers minus 190 to minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, I'll tell you what, this San Jose team continues to um, get the best of me at times. Like we had the Islanders last night and they give up the early goal uh, and then they don't give up anything after that. And they pull out the two to one win in overtime against the New York Islanders, a rested Islanders team. You know, an Islanders team that had gotten a few key players back uh, from uh, the COVID-19 uh, protocol list. 
Uh, and sure enough, the Sharks still get the victory two to one. That's now five and one in the last six games for the Sharks. And the only loss is against the smoking, piping hot Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Uh, so it's been a nice run of hockey for the Sharks. The Rangers, though, playing just as good, if not better, eight and one in their last nine games. And their only loss as well, just like with San Jose, the Rangers' only loss in the last nine games was to the Toronto Maple Leafs, two to one uh, a few weeks ago. So very impressive. Uh, results from them lately. Uh, the Rangers just absolutely rolling, and it's both ends of the ice that are playing well. Great quote from Gerard Gallant, the, the head coach of the Rangers. It was such a good hire. Uh, we all love the hire in the offseason uh, of him as the head coach of this team, saying the first 10 games of the season, I say we weren't playing well, but we found a way to get points. The last 10 games, I've got no issue with the way we've played. That's a happy head coach. That's a team that's playing with extreme confidence right now. Kako. Capo uh, Caco, Lafreniere have stepped up. Artemi Panarin has four points in the last two games, leading the team with 23 points, six goals. Um, Chris Kreider has had just an amazing year, scoring goals, 16 uh, on the year for him already. Jacob Truba from the blue line, look out. Uh, three goals now in the last four games for him. So getting offense from the blue line from Truba, of course, Adam Fox is always a guy that you can rely on. Uh, to be able to score goals for you as well, or tri chip in offensively for you uh, as well. Um, this is not a game I'm going to bet because I've had enough of trying to go against San Jose uh, of late, and it's not exactly gone well at times doing that. I mean, I did take Toronto. That was the one time I did win going against San Jose was that Leaf game uh, on uh, the day after Thanksgiving. But other than that, no, this team's played good hockey, and it's really been James Reimer in net that continues to play very well for the Sharks. He's in net once again tonight in this game against the Rangers. Like the numbers are for real for him. 2.06 goals against, 934 uh, save percentage. Uh, Aiden Hill started last night, so Reimer uh, gets the start tonight, and he's got a good record. But, of course, you're likely going to see uh, Igor Shesterkin at the other end, although you may not because the Rangers do play Chicago at home tomorrow night. So going to be an interesting decision here with uh, what Gallant does with the goaltending. With the back-to-back, -back, do you put Shesterkin in tonight against the Sharks, or do you put him in tomorrow night against the Blackhawks? So that's the decision that has to be made there. I would lean slightly to the under in this game with the Sharks and the Rangers. I, I like the Rangers too much to go against them. If I had to lean to a side, it would be Rangers and Reg. But like I say, I'm going to pay San Jose the respect they've earned. They've played good hockey, five of the last six, the only loss to the Red Hot Leafs. So it's a pass for me on this game. we got Andrew McGinnis with us. Welcome in, Andrew. First game on this Friday card, San Jose and the New York Rangers. Uh, do you like anything here? Yeah, good to be here, Ian. Sorry for my tardiness. Uh, I was caught up in another show. But um, I, I like the under here, actually. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, we got the back-to-back uh, -back here um, situation or you got some, you know, different teams. Uh, they, you've seen the Sharks right now they, with Optimus Rhyme, as they used to call him. Uh, James Reimer, 2.11 goals against average, a guy that's uh, done real well. Um, someone that I think that uh, doesn't get talked about enough, really. And as San Jose decor that I've come on this show with you in years past and completely crapped all over, and we've got to give them some credit. You know, they've actually played okay defensively recently. You look back, um, obviously, it's been two different teams, uh, a couple different teams I've been playing, but. You look at against the Islanders, one goal allowed. Devils, two goals allowed. Shut out uh, the Blackhawks. Uh, take away that Toronto game, dating back to a couple different games. They've done real well. And the thing is, though, New York, part of me thinks this is one of those spots where they could get caught flat. But it, it, if we see Shesterkin, which I think we actually might, 
Um, he's been rock solid. I mentioned on the show that the other day, he's been great. And I got to say, though, supporting cast scoring really worries me because everyone's scoring right now. And uh, the cohesiveness and chemistry has been great for the Rangers. But this, for me, I think I look at this game for the Rangers. That game against Philadelphia finishes 4-1, Ian, but I still think it could have been a better defensive game. You know, the, the scoreboard doesn't always dictate what happened. I think Philadelphia still had plenty of chances. Um, and I look at this game, and I think the under 5.5 is the play here. So uh, San Jose, they, uh, they played last night, get that one-goal win. But uh, that, again, was kind of a fast-paced game with a low-scoring to- uh, you know, um, game. So would you agree with that? I mean, sometimes you look at these scoreboards – and you say, you know what? That was a 2-1 game. Could have easily been 4-2, you know? Oh, yeah. You look at that game for the Rangers, 4-1 for them against Philly. But again, you know, without some great saves by Shesterka, and that game could be 4-3. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's always games like that. Games that end up low scoring could have been much higher scoring. Games that were high scoring really should have been lower scoring. Based, You know, fluke goals, you know, just some bad bounces of the puck. Puck luck. That's the popular term, right? Puck luck. Right. There's so many goals that happen because of that. Uh, you're either on the right side of that or the wrong side in certain situations. But yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, you cannot just, and we've said this for years, if you're just betting uh, games side or total based on what a team's doing in terms of shots on goal, you're just going about it the wrong way. Uh, that's not the way to go about it these days. There's so many better, more accurate statistics that can gauge shot score. First of all, scoring chances. It's not even the best one. But that's even far better than shots on goal scoring chances. And then you can go to expected goals and you can go to high danger scoring chances for and against. You know, those are numbers yes. that are the better indicators for sure of offensive or defensive success for that matter. So, uh, yeah, shots on goal is not is definitely do not use that as the be all. end. I think we've said that many times before, but it's never a bad thing to reiterate that to everyone yeah. uh, watching and listening for sure. So, yeah, we're in agreement here. We would lean under the total in this one, Sharks and Rangers. Uh, we'll see how that one uh, goes for them. Uh, New Jersey and Winnipeg. We've got Winnipeg minus 190 to minus 200 home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Tricky side, a tricky game from a side perspective because Winnipeg's not really a team I'm rushing to lay at minus 200 price at the moment. Uh, very inconsistent. The offense did show up against Calgary and then shut out somehow uh, at home by the Arizona Coyotes and Karel Vimelka uh, in that game. So what are we going to get from them here? I think there is some value on New Jersey, but I, I trusted New Jersey last night and they let me down for a smaller bet with the Devils. And uh, they were just the inferior team, 5-2 uh, against Minnesota. Second of back-to-back games now uh, for the uh, Devils on the road. They're not good in the back-to-back spot. I believe two and six uh, in their last eight on the second night of back-to-back games. So that doesn't exactly uh, exude confidence here for the devils in this spot. I think more than anything, I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of interested in an over here at five and a half, especially with where the total is with the devils trending that way uh, in their last four games, they've kind of been starting to hemorrhage goals again uh, in their last few games. You look at it four to Nashville, uh, five to San Jose, five to Minnesota last night. So the question is, can Winnipeg finally wake up offensively? Uh, and I've said this before. I think there's, Uh, too much talent here for them to just stay in the doldrums in terms of their goal scoring indefinitely. There is one guy that I'm worried about getting out of the offensive doldrums, though, for Winnipeg. It's Blake Wheeler. This guy has clearly lost some some of his ability to put the puck in the net, and his offensive talent has sort of eroded. I mean, it's really shocking that he has no goals yet this season and only seven points uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And you hate to see it because he's had a great career uh, overall, but you saw it last year. 
You've seen it now three years in a row where his goal scoring numbers, 22 in 2019, 15 goals last year. That was it, uh, although it was a shorter season. But still, he was on pace for a lower output. And now this year through 17 games, no goals uh, for Blake Wheeler. It's uh, definitely someone that's just, I don't know, some of his offensive touch, it's not there at the moment. Can he get it back? Maybe, maybe, uh, hopefully. Uh, certainly you hope that if you're the Jets, but right now it's not there for him. You've got some other players that need to get off the schneid a little bit. Shifley's been a little bit quiet lately. Of course, you can always rely usually on Dubois has been great this year. Uh, Ehlers and Kyle Connor, of course, who's going to be a top line player for the States uh, in the, assuming the Olympics uh, and the NHL participation in the Olympics ends up happening. Um, but boy, they need some of these other guys to step up offensively. I'm kind of willing to think that they could step up here. Like they did pepper Arizona with just a shit ton of shots and chances 27 to nine in terms of scoring chances over Arizona for Winnipeg, 3.1 goals, expected goals to 1.0 for Arizona in that game. I mean, they obviously it tells you right there, point blank, they should add at least three goals in that game, uh, even though they got shut out by Arizona. So I'm going to take a, a shot with the over here. I don't like Winnipeg's offensive game right now, but I think it could come to life here on a tired Devils team back-to-back on the road. So over five and a half for me, New Jersey, Winnipeg. Andrew, any thoughts here? You know what, Ian? I'll, I'll save us some time. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think we're sharing the same notepad uh, in, on this game. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something where right now I don't like to do this as much where you're kind of playing the hope game. You know, in NHL handicapping, you want to play with what you've seen, not with what you hope is going to happen. But if there's a game we see the the light bulb, you know, go off and the and the red light kind of start to uh, glow up a little bit, it, it for the Jets, it might be in this game in particular. Devils giving up goals. Devils are also uh, a team that I've noticed plays a full 60 minutes. They could be down five goals and they keep playing. Uh, they could be up five goals. They keep playing. So that's what I like to see. But it takes two to tango, and hopefully we have two teams that are scoring and not just one tonight. Yeah, definitely. And it's a combination of not hope that Winnipeg, who I think have enough players to make a difference offensively to score to get going. It's it's hope combined with five and a half being the total. Yes. Like if it's a six, six and a half, not as interested. But we're talking now five and a half here uh, with this one. And I think we could get there. And certainly the Devils have been solid offensively, but leaking oil defensively here uh, the last few games. So uh, I think this is a spot here where at over five and a half, I'm willing to bet that uh, between the Devils and the Jets. All right, we got Vegas and Arizona here. Uh, Vegas minus 210, uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Arizona, of course, like Arizona has been definitely more competitive lately, better performances. Uh, we know they shut out Winnipeg on the heroics of Karel Vamelka, who had his best game of his career, hands down, uh, in that game uh, against the Jets. They were a bit fatigued the next night against Minnesota, uh, and they ended up losing that game by a score of uh, five to two uh, against the wild. So now they've been off for a couple of days, definitely a nice little rest situation here for Arizona. They get to return home, have a couple days off, but man alive. I mean, if, if there's one spot where Vegas is not going to take one of the worst teams in the NHL lightly, you would think this is going to be one of those spots because I can't imagine Pete DeBoer and he wasn't. And, and the players after that Anaheim game, just talking about just not good enough, the commitment away uh, from the puck and just the, the sloppy play that they've really had in that game against Anaheim. Two losses in a row now for the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, losing to Edmonton, I thought they played well enough to win in that game. They outchanced Edmonton but lost 3-2. They will not like their game, though, uh, against the Anaheim Ducks the other night. 6-5 to loss uh, to the Ducks. They fell behind by margin uh, early in that game. 
uh, and when they rallied, and certainly they now have the offense to get themselves back into games. Now that everybody's getting healthy, it's just Carlson and Martinez that are still out. You know, they've got Pat Pacioretty and Stone, of course, back now uh, for the Golden Knights, and uh, they certainly showed the ability to come back offensively, but they just dug themselves too big of a hole uh, in that game. Uh, I would certainly be interested a little bit in a Vegas and regulation here uh, in this game, but more than anything, too, I love these situations where you have a goalie that's just all of a sudden had a mag magical night and a magnificent performance like Vimelka had uh, against uh, Winnipeg earlier this week. And remember, uh, you know, he's probably going to be back in net uh, here tonight uh, in this game uh, for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. He is. And Laurent Brossois will be in net for the Golden Knights. And to be honest with you, I've said this about Brossois. He was great in a backup role last year for the Winnipeg Jets. So I don't mind him being in net. You could do a lot worse as a backup goalie for your team than Laurent Brossois, who I think is very capable. So I think for Vegas, this is a situation where you'd like to think they bounce back. Rather, I lean to the regulation line with Vegas, but I think I like the team total even more. I love these situations where you get Vegas now looking to bounce back from two losses and a goalie that played out of his skull good against Winnipeg with still a bad team in front of him, not being able to replicate that, not being able to duplicate that the very next game. And I think you might see that tonight. So I like the Vegas in regulation, but I like the Vegas team total over three and a half, pretty much even money, minus 110. I like that one even more. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Golden Knights, Coyotes. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I was on a really, really good streak, Ian. And uh, you know how it is. You're trying to isolate just one game. And um, that was the one that screwed me. And uh, at 6-5 game, the Vegas Golden Knights did not take their foot off the gas pedal, but uh, it took them like 15 or 20 minutes to get their foot there on the gas pedal, and that's kind of what screwed them uh, in their last game. So um, I think they bounce back. I think it's a good team to bounce back against. Never really a bad idea to, to bet against the Coyotes team. They, I, I'll tell you what, there's a, lot, there's a lot more bet against spots for them than bet on spots, that's for sure. Uh, we can all agree on that. But you talk about Pete DeBoer, you talk about motivation and a team that might not come in, you know, taking a team lightly. This is definitely the spot here. So I'm with you on the team total. I think that's the best way to go about it. Um, I think they're going to be frustrated, but I also think that we're going to see good defense out of them. So the puck line itself might just be a decent play. It's not in the best odds, but the, the, the worry I have is that if we see a three, one game, you know, I mean, that's the worry anybody has if they play a team total, but um it should be an offensive explosion, but I also think they're going to try and play a really well defensive game. And maybe they, when they get those leads, they might want to protect it. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good bounce back game here for the, for the Golden Knights. And what do you think of Laurent Brossois? Everyone, everyone gets worried. And I know Vegas, there's always money coming in the few times he started this year and Leonard hasn't been in net and the Brossois has been in net. And then I see there's some money that comes in on the other side. People act like this guy's just some garbage goaltender. I think he was great last year with the Jets backing up Hellebuck. I think he's capable. Do you share that thought, Andrew? That he's capable? Yeah. Oh, I do for sure. I think that uh, people, I think that the, the whole old age mentality of, and this is nothing against older people, I mean, but yeah, <laughs> of backups being a quote for quote, you know, second tier goal, you know, let's not forget the whole Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury thing. Let's not forget um, you know, when it was Halak and Tuka Rask, let's not forget, you know, even when it was Jake Allen and Carey Price, you know, when you have that one-two punch or the 1A, one 1B one or 1A, one 1C one type thing, I guess you can say for some of them, but no, no, no. I, I think that he's still great. And if anything, it helps out the team, you know, getting a goalie in there every now and then that has something to prove. And the thing is, is 
it's kind of like similar to when a, a new pitcher is pitching in baseball, I would say that the team needs to get runs behind them and they need to play good defense out there in the outfield and stuff. And you got to play out for him. And I think that when you have a, a backup tendy go in, it's like, all right, this guy's going to play his tail off. We have to play our, our, our tails off defensively in front of him, you know? So I'm with you. Yep. I think he's capable. We'll see. Hopefully he's capable tonight against this uh, Arizona Coyotes team. All right. We have Edmonton and Seattle, uh, the Oilers and the Kraken. Uh, Edmonton minus 135 road favorites, six being the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, just a, a outstanding season overall for them, particularly at home. I mean, it's becoming a, a situation where you just can't beat Edmonton uh, at home. Ask the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, the other night. They lose 5-2 to the uh, Oilers. 9-1 and one now at home for the Oilers this year. Uh, just a team that continues to play outstanding hockey for the most part. Three straight wins against Arizona, Vegas, and Pittsburgh. Uh, entering this game uh, against Seattle. Uh, for Seattle, this is a uh, returning home following a four-game road trip that, sent, uh, that saw them go through Tampa, Florida, Buffalo, and Detroit. Uh, and now they are back home and only with a day off following the end of that road trip in Detroit. And I don't like those situations by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, you know, I like to see when teams are going from an East Coast trip back home to the West or a West Coast trip going back to the East I'd optimally love to see you have two or three days off, you know, catch your breath, get back, body clock synced up, you know, back into the routine, back into the regiment of being at home. Look at Toronto, for example, Andrew. They had a couple of days off, right, on Wednesday, going into that game against Colorado following the West Coast road trip. Not just one day, they had a couple. And look at the difference it made. They had all kinds of energy. They jumped on Colorado uh, early in that game. And here's Seattle returning home with just one day in between after playing in Detroit end that road trip so i'm worried about that here from a uh, seattle perspective um I, I definitely would only play edmonton in this spot you know the the i guess the one concern is this is going on the road for a quick pit stop uh in seattle and then they're back home again to play the kings in the wild uh after this so spot perspective not great for edmonton but they're certainly superior to seattle the price isn't terrible in this game uh certainly would only look to edmonton here a minus 135. And to be honest with you, I would only look to the over in this game because look at Seattle's, uh, you know, look at their way, their, their trend lately. Uh, they have been giving up goals in bunches. Buffalo gets four. Detroit gets four. Uh, Tampa Bay scores three. I mean, other than the 2-1 win against Carolina at the end of their recent homestand, where I think Carolina was a little bit, you know, running on fumes at the end of their long road trip. Um, other than that, Seattle's been giving up goals in bunches to everybody. So, Hard not to like the over in this game, at least for me. What do you think, Andrew, here, Edmonton, Seattle? Yeah, I think they've slipped down to 28th now in goals against. Don't don't quote me on it, Ian, but they're somewhere in that ballpark in goals against uh, the Seattle Kraken. And this is a spot here, especially, uh, I, you know, even off that competitive uh, game the Oilers just had, where I, I want to continue to say this on this show and every show I do, the Kraken are going to beat teams they should beat. That's the kind of team they're going to be. That's the kind of team they'll remain to be. I mean, even they, they lost to Detroit the other day at the end of their road trip. This is a team that I do not trust in spots like this. I don't trust uh, when they step up in class. And especially in this spot here, like you mentioned, back at home, uh, somewhere that we all expect them to play better in, but not, not in the first game back after a road trip, especially with not that many days of rest. I'm going to pull. Uh, we don't have Jimmy here. It's Friday. Give me the Jimmy puck line. Plus 175. Uh -oh. Wow. Never mind minus 140 here. 
uh, in this one. We're going to the jugular here, minus one and a half <laughs> at a plus price in this one. And the concern for Seattle is two of their better uh, forwards and scorers this year, Jaden Schwartz, Jordan Eberle, they didn't play against Detroit, and they may be out tonight uh, as well. Questionable. We'll have to see pregame skate. Dave Axtall really didn't give us any info this morning or actually after the Detroit game in terms of the timeline, whether it would be day-to-day, whether they just missed the Detroit game, or whether they'd be back tonight, or whether it'd be a little bit more of a longer-term uh, absence for both of them. So, uh, yeah, that's the issue, too. As they, they better they better try to hunker down defensively, and Philip Grubauer, who's already confirmed to be the goal starter tonight for the Kraken, better plan on keeping some pucks out of the net. because And, and that's my best bet, Ian, on the show here. That's my best Ringo. bet, Edmonton. Minus one and a half. It's my best bet in the show. Oh, man, you spoiled it already. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to keep that under wraps, no pun intended, like a Christmas gift under the tree. You don't open the gift until Christmas Day. You don't reveal <laughs> the best bet till the end of the show. No, I've done it before, too. It's all right. No big deal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to uh, trust uh, Seattle, uh, you know, in this spot. just is. And I, I hate it. I just absolutely hate it for the east to west or west to east teams returning home, and they just get one day. Barely yeah. 48 hours following that last game of the trip. It's just not enough time to recuperate and uh, decompress and just build yourself back up again Definitely. from an energy standpoint. And I think that's a big factor. We talked about it earlier in the year about uh, when, it, you know, are you off a successful road trip, an unsuccessful one, or how many days have you had for rest since that road trip? And also, uh, what is the what have the games been like for your opponent that you, they just played? And, you know, we could say it was kind of a hyped-up game that Edmonton had against Pittsburgh, but... They just played quality. Zach Hyman with the hat trick, Ian. You know, I, I, I'm done with people saying that all they are is a, a dry sidle and McDavid show because one minute it's this guy, one minute it's that guy. Those two guys are superstars, but they've got they've got a little more support now than they did before. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a uh, you look at who they got to score for them. You mentioned Hyman with the goals against Pittsburgh, Yamamoto. Don't forget and I got to tap Hyman. myself on the shoulder here. And I mentioned the first two goal scorers uh, of that game on the show. Jake Gensel, Gensel plus Hyman. 180 and yeah. Hyman plus 170. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, and uh, it was a, another great, I was impressed with Edmonton last night because, you know, I thought Pittsburgh was definitely talking about playing better and it was still not good enough against this Edmonton. Team. Although I will say Koskinen played well. They had the shot advantage, although not all the shots were high quality Again, a little misleading that Pittsburgh had the shot advantage in that game. I still think Edmonton kept a lot of things away from the front of the net, the slot area. They didn't give that up easily. Uh, so it was still, I think, a decent defensive effort from the Oilers, despite the shot numbers uh, in that game. And, of course, it seemed like their shooting percentage was off the charts because it seemed like every great chance they got on Tristan Jari, the puck went in the net. And But that's what Edmonton's capable of. You know, they don't need many chances. They don't need many shots to bury some uh, in the back of the net. And we saw uh, evidence of that. Wednesday night in the victory against uh, Pittsburgh. All right, final game, Calgary Flames, Anaheim Ducks, Calgary minus 130 road favorites, five and a half the total shaded to the under. I had a piece of Calgary last night against LA. I know Andrew liked Calgary uh, last night uh, against LA. Question is, do we like them here? The reason I like Calgary last night against LA, number one, LA slumping. You know, that's that, that, that was the main thing. Number two, Calgary starting a road trip, a good team, the first game of the road trip, there's focus. We want to get off to a good start on the road trip. Calgary was able to do that. It's a little bit of a different situation tonight. Anaheim's playing much better hockey than the LA Kings right now. And it's now the second of back-to-back games for the Calgary Flames. So uh, although they do have a good track record on the second night of back-to-back games. And Anaheim, we thought maybe a little bit of a tricky spot for them uh, after the, you know, the back and forth 
crazy game against the Kings in the freeway faceoff. And all they do is find a way to win another back and forth crazy game uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. So all of a sudden, that's two straight wild and wooly. They're uh, money makers. They're money yeah. makers. They've been. I'm I'm so impressed, Andrew, with the with the Ducks right now under Dallas Aikens, with Troy Terry, with Trevor Zegers, with Drysdale on the blue line, with this infusion of youth and just much greater team speed. The transition game. They didn't have a transition game last year no. or two years ago. Their transition Zone game, from defense to offense. Yeah, I mean, it's just crisp, clean, one pass, two passes, out of the zone, rush started, rush attack started the other way. That's been at Anaheim this year. They're capable of playing that way right now. Uh, no question about it. This is a really good hockey game because Calgary's been road warriors all year, 10-4 and four, uh, in 14 road games. I am going to bet Andrew Mangiapane again to score a goal tonight. You just have to bet 15 goals on the road and just one at home. Can you believe that? 15 of his 16 goals have been scored on the road this year. He's only got the one goal on home ice. So he's been every bit the road warrior, Mangiapane, from a goal-scoring standpoint that Calgary's been as a team uh, this year with that 10-4 and four road record. This is one of those games, for me, I'm just sitting back and enjoying it. Not really mm -hmm. a strong betting thought either way. Back-to-back -back for Calgary. Don't sell them short, though, even it's a back-to-back. -back. And don't sell Dan Vladar. Short, who probably will be in net tonight for yeah. the Flames on the back-to-back. -back. He's been terrific in all of his recent starts lately for the Flames. But at the same point in time, don't sell Anaheim short. This team's playing confident hockey right now. And certainly they do have the little bit of a scheduling edge and a rest edge. You know, they basically played back-to-back -back L.A. And, Anna and Vegas, but both, you know, they, they were in L.A. and then they were home to Vegas. And now they're playing tonight with the day off and no travel. So it is a situational advantage for Anaheim. But... Two teams playing well. Good game to watch. I, I, no opinion on it whatsoever for me from a betting standpoint, though, uh, other than Mangiapane to score. I will bet right. that. Andrew, what do you think here? Flames, Ducks. Uh, I just got to shout out Jimmy here in our uh, live chat on YouTube. He says, you may see me on TV at this game, actually. Uh, hope you enjoy the game. Have a good time. Uh, maybe we will see you if we're watching the game. But, uh, you know, Ian, kind of similar thoughts to you, but I'm going to say I do not. Remember, remember the days where I was telling you that I'm just going to ride every Ducks game under? Happy I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't do that. So I'm actually looking towards the over here, and it's nothing against Dan Vladar, like you said. It's just the back-to-back -back factor. It's the fact that, you know, Calgary does give up some goals, but, man, they score on the road as well. They're, they're one of the top teams in the league at scoring on the road. Uh, don't let them know you're supposed to have a home ice advantage because it doesn't really seem like that's the case with them. And right now I can count on the Ducks to get me a few. And what I like about this Ducks team is whether it's a really nice goal or it's the worst goal you've seen in the year, they find a way, you know, um, I hate to bring up a, a, a Hab player, but they score a lot of Brendan Gallagher type goals. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? There's some nice goals they score, but they score a lot of those ones right in the blue paint um, that you want to see your team scoring if you're a coach. So um, I like what they bring as far as that. And uh, I think the two of them can combine to get over five and a half tonight. All right, like an Anaheim, a Calgary Anaheim over five and a half, Andrew, for this game. Uh, Jimmy, uh, yeah, good. Uh, we'll look for you. We know we see we see your avatar here in the chat. We kind of know what you look like, so we'll, we'll we'll seek you out there if you if you end up on camera tonight at the Honda Center uh, in Anaheim for this Flames Ducks game. But I, I'm glad you brought that up in terms of Jimmy in our chat here is going to be at the game. Anaheim 22 and three in their last 25 home games against Calgary. We talked about this on this show like two years ago, where I think Calgary at that time was on a 22 uh, game losing streak or something of, of that magnitude. Uh, against uh, against uh, 
Anaheim uh, on the road. Anaheim had won like something like 28 or 29 straight at home against Calgary. But keep in mind, Calgary has since snapped that streak the last couple of years, and they've actually won the last two uh, here in Anaheim. So uh, long term, this has been a house of horrors, Calgary uh, playing in the Honda Center in Anaheim. But shorter term, the last couple seasons, the Flames have actually won two straight uh, here in Anaheim. So it's one of those stats that long term, it's dreadful. But the shorter term, with you know more of this collection of players that you currently see uh, on the Calgary Flames team, uh, they actually have one back-to-back here in Anaheim. But it is a stat worth mentioning because that long-term series history is damning mm. for the <laughs> Calgary Flames uh, in this building. Uh, no question uh, about that. This is a good game. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a good game, and I'm expecting lots of goals. So it, it's funny because I never really thought I'd be saying that with the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> They're scoring them right now. Uh, you got to give them credit. Uh, and again, with much more team speed, and infusion of youth, and uh, not just youth, but blue-chip talent, blue-chip skill. Uh, on this Anaheim team, way more of it than they've had in the past. And we've seen that definitely uh, in uh, over the course of the uh, first uh, quarter, if you will, uh, of the season. All right, great stuff, Andrew. That's the Friday card. Again, shorter show, just five games. We will be back with you tomorrow, Saturday, noon Eastern, uh, to break down the Saturday NHL card. And I promise this time around, we will start right at noon Eastern. We will be able to uh, tomorrow because college football show most of you know i do one for another platform another channel saturday mornings 10 a.m eastern well we've only got like seven or eight college games so there's no question we'll be able to get done well within two hours so we will start the ice guys like mike babcock used to say for disgraced head coach of the toronto maple leaf start on time uh, we're going to start on time uh saturday uh, noon eastern right here with the ice guys show and looking forward to the saturday card we've got uh, a grand total of 10 games uh, on tap on Saturday. So uh, we will break them all down tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to our best bets from Andrew and I in just a second. But first, before we uh, end the show, we want to mention, of course, DraftKings. Great partners here with not only the Ice Guys, but of course, uh, the Hockey uh, Podcast Network. Uh, and again, great betting options specifically for NHL when it comes to uh, DraftKings and definitely great uh, wagering and prop uh, bets that you can take advantage of by playing at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, but the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner with just one single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score in an NFL game this Sunday can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bet time for this Friday show. Man, the best bets are rolling pretty well across the board, especially for yours truly. Been a nice week with the uh, best bets last few days, so we'll see if we can keep it rolling off a devil's wild uh, over the total winner for me last night with the best bet. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, Friday best bet, what do you like? 
Yeah, sorry, Ian. To be honest with you, I'd love to be able to say I was doing that on purpose, but I actually just mixed up the rotation order and didn't know when I hopped in. So I thought that was the last game. <laughs> so yeah, my best bet. I'm I'm not going with just the money line. Give me the puck line here. Fading the. Uh, I don't know why I want to keep saying the Mariners. Why am I in baseball mode? I don't know. But <laughs> Seattle Kraken. I'm fading the Kraken minus one and a half. It's it's a friggin' lockout anyway. I'm I'm not fading the Mariners. I'm fading the Kraken. And you're fading them at a pretty good price, anywhere from plus 170 to plus 175 uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, minus one and a half goals uh, on the puck line. Best bet uh, for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, my best bet for this card, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with Jersey and Winnipeg uh, over five and a half, minus 120. Uh, I do like that. It's a good number. It's a Jets team that, look, even if Wheeler stays in the tank, which he could, I mean, he's been that non-existent offensively. You've still got Connor. You got Ehlers, you got Shifley, you got Dubois, you got more than enough guys to put the damn puck in the net. And after being shut out by Arizona and Vanelka, which was a heroic, unbelievable performance, this is one of those feel games for me where I feel like the, the floodgates might open. They're welcoming in a Devils team, a little gassed, a little fatigued, second night of back-to-back -back games on the road. Winnipeg, I think, gets their offense going tonight. And New Jersey can chip in some as well because with Jack Hughes back, we're still seeing the signs of this team being able to find the back of the net. So uh, New Jersey, Winnipeg, over 5.5, minus 120 uh, for my best bet for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow on Saturday at noon Eastern. A reminder that the Ice Guys is live on YouTube seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. <laughs>